Welcome to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experience and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Now here's the host of Should You Take That Case, Lisa Wade. Hey, it is showtime. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Should You Take That Case, where we talk medical cases and screening uh, medical records. And the goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue cases involving medical issues. And they do that by sharing their experiences, insights as defense or plaintiff attorneys. It's me, your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants. Let me put that up there. There we are. And I am also the creator of our private LinkedIn group, Attorney Medical Record Resource Group, which is where we get all of our delightful attorneys to interview on the show. And um, today we have Sharon Christie. We're going to get back to her as soon as possible and talk all things uh, medical cases, medical issues, and learn all about how Sharon came to be the wonderful attorney that she is. Now, it's an opportunity that we use to get to know everybody or each other in the group. And we'll be doing that with Sharon Christie momentarily. But let's scoot over to the comments just to see if anybody here is visiting us live and you're new to viewing our show, put an N in that comment box for a newbie. Or if you're a veteran, Put a V in that comment box if you have seen us before and welcome back. And if you're catching us on the replay, thank you for using, uh, spending your, your time viewing us and uh, getting to know us. It's much, much appreciated. We're also looking for, put a W in that chat if you are a part of Women Owned Law which is a wonderful organization, a groundbreaking group created to connect and advance women legal entrepreneurs. Look them up, Women Owned Law on Facebook and, and LinkedIn, womenownedlaw.com. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, everyone is welcome. Now, let's get over and meet our attorney for today, Sharon Christie. Sharon Christie built her successful solo practice from the ground up her way. 17 years ago, she was close to burnout and hated going into work every day. Then she found her perfect niche, disability law. That made all the difference. Today, she works in her consulting business, 
bold women lawyers to help other women lawyers build a dream practice like she did. And let me introduce to you Shannon Christie. Yay! You made it. I made it. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Oh, I am wonderful today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for coming. It's definitely appreciated. And um, we're going to learn and hear all about, you know, medical records, things that come up when you are working on those disability cases. But first, we want to hear all about you. (laughs) I know we got a little bit about how you came to to work the practice that you work now, but Tell us, you can go back. I keep telling them, you can go back to the cradle as far back as you like to say how you became an attorney. Well, I'm not going back to the cradle, but let me tell you, no, not today, but let me tell you how I started. I'm a, uh, uh, I laugh and I say this, I'm a serial professional. I started out as a nurse. I was an ICU nurse. I did that for a number of years. And I loved it. It's very intense, as, as, as you probably know. It's very intense. It is cutting edge. I loved it. But I realized that I really was interested in doing something different. And that's when I went to law school. So I get out of law school and I work for a big firm uh, in Baltimore. I I live about 15 miles north of Baltimore. So I went to work for what at the time was considered a big firm, not anymore, but at the time it was. And I did, I was doing all defense work, all medical malpractice, defense work, product liability, personal injury, it was all defense work. Now my background as a nurse was hugely helpful in that kind of work. But my heart was not on the defense side. It was great training as a lawyer, but my heart wasn't there. So uh, I, I went to the plaintiff side and I did that for many years doing same thing, personal injury, product liability, medical malpractice. And that was fine, but I really reached a point where I wanted to be the one in control. And that's when I went out on my own. But at that point, there's a couple of things I had to consider. I said to a friend of mine at the time, I feel like if I have to take one more deposition or answer one more interrogatory, I'm going to tear my hair out. And I never dreamed I would get to that point, but I did. So I was really searching for a different area of practice. Fortunately, I found disability law. And for me, that was totally the key to being happy in the practice of law. And so I went out on my own and for almost 17 years, that's what I was doing. Disability uh, uh, law, I started with zero clients and just built the practice up from there and had great support, great staff, great paralegals um, and legal assistants. And it it was just a joy because we made such a difference in, in so many people's lives. So, That was my career track as a lawyer. And then I went into consulting uh, with other women lawyers uh, primarily, although I love men, so I I consult with men uh, also. But women lawyers who own their own businesses, who own their own law practice in a solo practice or a small firm. And and that's what I'm doing now. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Excellent. Well, it sounds like women-owned law is a nice, might be a nice place for you to be. So I'm going absolutely gonna yes. send you some information about that. Yeah, <laughs> get that over to me. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Well, and it sounds like disability law, it, it is, you know, uh, it's a wonderful uh, to have an attorney uh, for people that are, are are working on those disability claims and issues, uh, to have somebody, you know, uh, have their back. And it sounds like yeah. you are the one for that. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, it, it, it's a, I personally think it's a great area of practice, uh, but it's different. It's, it's administrative law as opposed to, you know, personal injury law. It's administrative because I did all social security disability. So it's all um, arguing cases to the administrative law judges once you get through that very long process to get up in front of the judge. So um, yeah, very different type of practice. But, you know, I loved it. I love every second of it. Mm-hmm. All right. And those disability cases, how do you uh, choose which is a good case to take or not to take or, uh, you know, or, or did you yeah. take every case that came your way? Yeah, no, no. And I know some people do, but at, no, I had set up very specific parameters to um, uh, narrow down what cases we were willing to take. Now, the, you know, in, in personal injury, that's all about uh, liability and damages. Mm-hmm. Disability is very different. Disability is all about what are your limitations from whatever health problems you have, and it doesn't matter where those problems came from, but what are your limitations from those problems, and are they severe enough to keep you from doing the work you used to do or anything else? And so that's a pretty broad standard that Social Security uses. And there's, there's, uh, there's, depending on a lot of other factors, your age and the type of work you've done, it's, it's not always that broad. But in most cases, it was. And so when I was looking at evidence, and the evidence is the medical records. They are the key to being able to win these cases. I'm not looking at it from the point of view of is there liability or what are the damages? Then I have to look at the, the records from the point of view of what are the limitations that are described in the, in the evidence and how severe are those limitations? And, you know, as I would say to clients, I'm, I tried to explain to them, this is not always a very easy process. In fact, it's usually not because medical records are not written that way. They're not generally written in terms of limitations. You know, they're written in terms of what's wrong with you? What treatment have we done? How did you respond? What are we doing next? But they're not talking a lot about how far can you walk? How long can you sit? How long can you stand? You know, unless somebody's had a functional capacity evaluation, which was not typical. Um, so it, 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 there's an art to being able to review and pull out of the medical records the types of information that you need out of the evidence for a disability case compared to other types of, of say, personal injury cases. Um, your focus is completely different. So we would start with general parameters that we information we could get directly from the potential client. Um, we would not start necessarily uh, with 
getting medical records. Although sometimes, sometimes we would, but we'd start with what they could tell us that we needed to know and whittle cases down from there. And then once they, the case had met our parameters and we take it on board, that's when I, I would, looking at the case, some cases I knew right away, yep, this is, this is really a strong case. Other cases, we would be on the fence, and I would say, okay, I want these records. These are the ones that are really going to help me map things out. And so um, my, uh, my paralegals would get those records, and then, and then I could review them. But these are, this type of practice is a very high-volume practice because Social Security limits the fees that you can recover in these cases. It's all contingency work, and you're limited uh, as to how much you can recover. So you, in order to run your business, you have to be high volume. And if you're going to be high volume, you have to have really good uh, processes in place mm -hmm. to be able to review records and get the information that you needed. So I spent a lot of time too with my paralegals, um, teaching them things about what to look for when we had a case where we had a lot of questions about it, uh, get these records. And, and then I would teach them, well, you know, look for this and then let's go over, let's go over the case and we'll look at the records and see what we got. So that's a very different approach in some ways to how you have to review records, how you take a case on the personal injury side. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like you as a nurse have a stellar background for reviewing records, but it sounds like even you don't do all of that yourself as an attorney. I couldn't, you know, because of the volume issues, I couldn't. And um, and so that's why I would I put processes in place to help us as a, as a team be able to pick out what are the things we need to know and identify early on if if we really were going to have problems with the case um you know was there a way how could we get more evidence better evidence was there any out there and sometimes there was sometimes there wasn't uh and you know sometimes i had to have these they're hard conversations with the client to say you know what everything sounded good but here's what i'm finding in the records and this is the effect it's going to have and i you know i don't I'm giving you my opinion, but I don't think we're going to be able to go forward. Um, and that would happen from time to time. But for the most part, you know, cases are uh, the strong cases. What I thought was strong was absolutely strong uh, by the time we got to the judge. The cases that we knew had big question marks still had big question marks, but we were able to build up the evidence through the records to be able to address those issues. All right. Excellent. Well, it, it sounds like you have processes in place. You don't review medical records all yourself because of the volume. And, you know, even with your nursing background, you still need help to get that done. There's no question of that. It's definitely a team effort. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I know you probably handled this already, but uh, when it, it comes to medical records, do you have, uh, you know, a pet peeve or uh, oh. something that annoys you and bothers you the most in dealing with those records? You know, the, the thing that really, yes, is most irritating most of the time is actually getting 
the records. Uh, you, know, the, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you, and you have to go through a third party. You know, there was a time way back when we would actually get records directly from the doctor's office. I mean, imagine that. And now it's, of course, I, uh-huh. and now it's all through third parties. And the repeated, repeated phone calls, you know, we, we've requested a month ago. We haven't heard anything. Do you have anything? Oh, we don't have the request yet. Well, we called last week and you had it. Oh, well, let me look again. And th- those kinds of delays. That's the most frustrating part, but I understand from the healthcare provider's point of view that they are more than happy to send it off to a third-party provider because they don't have time. They don't have time to deal with medical records requests. So that was the mo- that's the most frustrating thing in my mind. Um, and thank God my staff was great at being persistent and being really nice um, when they were trying to get these records because that's what it takes, a lot of persistence. And, you know, some one of my longtime staff members said the old saying, you know, you get more, how'd she put it? You get more bees with honey than with, you know, lemons or something like that. I said, yeah, I get it. Okay, I get it. It's just not, that's not my personality. I'm like, send me the records. I ask for the records. And that's, that's a bad way to approach it. The bees and the honey, just send me these records. <laughs> Get me the records, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, it sounds like, it, you know, it's an annoyance for you having to wait and, and, and get the records, but you've got a process and a procedure in place so when they get there, you can hit the ground running. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, now I have to ask you and I ask everybody around this time, (laughs) gather all you've given us lots of information and uh, uh, lots of nuggets of knowledge from your experience. But is there any any last nuggets that you have to of advice to give to veteran or new attorneys in uh, how to decide whether they should or shouldn't take these these cases that come across their desk involving medical records or disabilities. What advice do you have for them? there's, There's two things I would tell them. The first is make sure that you do have specific parameters in place as to what is gonna make a good case and that you stick by them. The second thing is Trust your instinct. If you're on the fence about a case Mm -hmm. and your gut is telling you, yeah, I, I think this is worth the risk, take it. But if you have the other reaction that you can't quite put your finger on it, it's a little iffy, but you just Something, something is telling you this isn't gonna gonna go the way I want. Don't take it. Every time, every time. I went against that instinct and took the case. I regretted it mm-hmm. deeply, regretted it. So, you know, have a process in place, get your parameters, understand what you need to look for in these cases and make sure you stick by them. But when you're on the fence, trust your instinct. You're not going to go wrong. All right. That sounds like good, good advice. Uh, uh, protocols, procedures, instincts all sound like good advice to follow. Exactly. Exactly. You can't go wrong. Excellent. Well, uh, 
We're coming to our section of the show with a question and answer period. If anybody is out there and they have any questions for, for Sharon Christie, I think she's ready. Am I right? You're ready to, to answer those questions today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Happy to do it. That's wonderful. So everybody, get your thoughts together, get your questions together and put them into the comments box. And as we are, while we're waiting for you to gather all of those questions, it's come to what I call a sponsor or commercial break. (laughs) It will be very quick. So everyone is not always completely clear about what legal nurse consultants do. So I'm going to make that clear for you today. At Wade Nurse Consultants, it's all about review, research, and roadmaps. When we review medical records, we summarize and translate that information into human language, easily understood by judges and juries. And when we research, we complete medical literature searches regarding topics attorneys may not be familiar with or need a little more in-depth details to convey complex concepts to judges and juries. And we create roadmaps for injured clients in the form of life care plans detailing their future medical needs over their lifetimes, including estimated costs of that care. And to recap, Legal Nurse Consultants at Wade Nurse Consultants is all about review, research, and roadmaps. Now it's time for you to schedule a 15, 20-minute medical case strategy call by clicking the calendar link that you'll find in the description box for this YouTube channel so we can chat. Now it's back to our guests for question and answers. Sharon Christie, let's take a peek. Do we have any questions? Not yet. But <laughs> I wanted, if I could, Lisa, I wanted to make a comment about what you just said, because you reminded me of something. In terms of, of, you know, the work that you do, I, I hear from a lot of women lawyers, in, particularly in solo practice, but I can't afford to hire an employee. And, and, and that may be true. They may be early on in the whole process and they really don't feel comfortable bringing on a full-time employee or a part-time employee. But what you can do is what you just said. You can hire people on an independent contractor basis. Um, just like you were talking about review. Can you review these records, put them into layman's language for me, or I have a case coming up with this. And and I saw this a lot in disability, um, really unusual medical conditions. Now as a nurse, I I would go and do that research myself, Mm -hmm. but if you don't have that kind of background and you just are thinking, how am I going to explain this? to the judge, and I don't really have time to go do a lot of research, that's a perfect situation where you want to call somebody like you to say, hey, Lisa, I got this case, and this is what the issue is, and can you help me out? I need to understand it. I need to explain it to the judge, and what can you do for me? So I think there's just plenty of opportunity to use a nurse consultant, um, not just in personal injury, but on the disability side, too. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I can't agree with you more, Sharon. <laughs> it sounds perfectly logical to me. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't want to be your employee. I just want to hang around just for a little bit, do a really good job, and then just call me again next time. So. Exactly. 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 It's a win-win, you know, totally. Well, I think that's wonderful advice that you have for your newbie and veteran attorneys alike. (laughs) Thank you. Well, let me see. I don't see any questions uh, right now, but what we do have in the description box of this YouTube channel is Sharon Christie's contact information. So if anybody is catching up on a replay and you have a question, would it be all right, Sharon, if they toddle over to your contact information and email you a question? Would you answer that for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be happy to do it. Wonderful. And I have one more question for you. Okay. Are you willing to come back another time to be on Anytime. our show? Absolutely. Anytime. Just send me an email. I'll be here. All right. Well, you are the boss, Applesauce. So this is wonderful. <laughs> So I will uh, uh, make sure you're on again for another show. I'm very grateful that you came uh, to us uh, today. And now I'm just going to remind everybody that is watching or catching on the replay to like our show, subscribe to this channel. And if you have any legal nurse consulting questions, email me, lisa at wadenurseconsultants.com. Or, like I said, email Sharon Christie, her uh, contact information's in the description box of this YouTube channel, and she'll answer your questions. And then you can catch us next week when um, our guest should be Brewster Rawls. So catch us next time, Monday, 5.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Should You Take That Case? Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing this show with others. 